0: Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the live shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the show, show, show. <laughs> Wendy Valentine here on the Midlife Makeover Show. We have an awesome show up ahead for you. Um, has anyone out there experienced a breakup? I'm going to bet that you have. <laughs> Haven't we all, right? Um, and you probably have experienced a breakdown from the breakup, which is completely normal, been there, done that. But most importantly, it is to experience a breakthrough. And our guest today is gonna teach us how to go from a breakup to a breakthrough. Today's guest is Leanne Kanzler, and I think she's in Australia, I forgot to ask her that. And if she's in Australia, that means that her, it's already Wednesday over there, that is so crazy. Anyways, Leanne Kinsler, she is a psychologist and coach, author and TEDx speaker. Leanne believes that we find our true self, self, be nice if I could speak today, through our deepest wounds, and I totally agree. Our wounds force us to take, you guys, it's gonna be a long show, I can't talk today, I think I had too much coffee, okay. Our wounds force us to take action. It is through this action that you can find true inner strength, peace, and happiness. Yes, I made it through that sentence. You can discover who you are at your deepest core. We are going to discuss why people often stay stuck in unhappy relationships, how a separation or courageous conversation can set you free, yes, 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 putting your needs first, After a separation, why holding on to anger and resentment is simply hurting you more than the other person. Yep, word. What to do about anger and resentment. What happens if you don't have good boundaries and is it ever good to be angry? I say yes. Actually, anger can be very motivating. Okay, Leanne Kanzler, here we go.
1: (laughs) It worked, I think. Can you see me? Hang on. I can't there we hear are. you, but I can hear you. <laughs> oh, there you are. Oh, there's your Thank pretty you. face. So I um, am in Australia, in Sydney, or just outside of Sydney, actually, about 45 oh. minutes. We're currently extre- experiencing a-, a real summer for a change, so it's really hot today, already at 7.30 in the morning. <laughs> really? Oh, my gosh. It,
0: it is cold oh. and gray here in Chicago. Oh. Cannot
1: yeah, I cannot stand it. Really-
0: but I, I am, I'm moving to Portugal on 11 um, days.
1: Oh my God. God, I'm coming to visit you. I would definitely want to go to Portugal. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh. Um,
1: it is so Wednesday, is it Wednesday yes.
0: yes. <laughs> so you're already, you're That's already way right. ahead of us here, you know? <laughs> Have my sleep. Yeah, that well that'll be nice too when I start to when I'm in Portugal, then I'll be kind of in the middle of everybody. So that'll be a little bit a little bit easier. uh we video, have different you? People around the world. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So tell tell everyone a little bit about how you got to be doing what you're doing right now in regards to relationships and well, I'll give you an
1: abbreviated version, but uh I got married when I was 20, very young. And uh, Mm. I was actually recently looking at some of my old diaries and I was thinking, my God, why did I get married? So from before the wedding, there was already problems, big problems that uh, never ended. And I stayed married until I was Mm. 38. And in that time, there was a lot of um, control and verbal abuse and just I completely lost Mm. who I was. You know, I was a kid when we got married, really, and Mm. uh, I forgot that I can be a fun person. I became a person I didn't like. I became (laughs) suicidal. Excuse me.
0: I was, you know, Mm. yelling
1: at my kids and I just hated who I was. And so uh, then my father passed away and that was really difficult and I realised then that I could not get the support that I needed in this marriage and why am I actually there? so it took a while to get Mm -hmm. to that spot excuse me Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah. me too here we go my early morning voice on Um,
1: and then (laughs) you know after it all ended I started dating as you do too soon and I was attracting all of these men that were clearly not ready to date some of them were really angry Mm very demanding you know they wanted me to send them naked photos and all this rubbish and I was like oh my god what is going on here (laughs) it was scary um and then I realized that I was becoming a bit of a therapist to most of the guys that I was going on dates with because they had so many issues and as soon as they found out I was a psychologist well the floodgates opened and me being who I was at that time thought oh you know I'll help you out Anyway, then I thought, you know what, I can actually do this in a professional context. You know, I've got the skill, I've got now the experience and um, I started studying coaching because I thought that would be a really amazing add-on to psychology and I started off by working with men. Uh, I really wanted to help men to heal after their relationship because I obviously had a lot of friends in that age group where they were doing what I was doing. And I could see how damaging these men were to the women who were trying to date them because they just didn't do the work. And women, as mm. you all know, are, are more likely to do the work. So I wanted to really try and reach out to men. And the male clients that I had were amazing and made such great progress. But I was really missing working with the women. So I added on uh, to that. So now I work with men and women. and you know going through a tough breakup and divorce is one of the hardest things that you will do. It has been likened to a death. Yeah. Um, people, mm-hmm. men, are more likely in that stage to um, suicide or attempt, women as well. Mm. Um, there's so much grief and so much loss, and by working through that, uh, we can make that that horrible period a lot shorter we can help people see the light and bring it to them a lot quicker than um, you know sometimes I've had people ten years later reach out and I think oh my gosh you poor thing you know you've been stuck here for ten whole years yes yeah exactly
0: yeah why do you speaking of why why do people stay in unhappy oh,
1: so many reasons okay. I think one of the biggest one is fear mm-hmm. and there's a lot of around that so fear about the children you know I don't want to uh, I don't want my kids to Mm -hmm. go through what I went through when my my parents broke up I don't want my children to be in a broken uh, home Uh, I don't want to hurt my children so that's a big one Uh, fear of being alone financially and emotionally Mm -hmm. how can I do this yeah Um, and I totally understand that my husband was the main Earner. I had just started my psychology practice and uh, it was really tough and I shed many tears about how uh, how was I going to pay this bill or that and what have I done and life was so much easier financially uh, but emotionally it certainly wasn't worth it um, and, and fear <laughs> that they're making a mistake so a lot of people take a good five years to decide that they cannot be in this relationship anymore and get to that point where Mm -hmm. I just can't be here. And then they go. Yeah.
0: I think, um, you know, you mentioned earlier about the loss. um, And I actually had someone on the show not too long ago. um, They talked about ambiguous grief and it is, it's, it is similar to a death. Like you have to um, go through it. Something like grieving, just like in it, you know, like you losing your father. It's like you're losing someone. And in some ways, I think it's even more difficult because um, because that person is still in your life. So you're having to grieve for something
1: um, Mm -hmm. and it's still there. And not only is it still there, it's still there for a long time and it can be causing you a lot of hassle Mm -hmm. With courts and children, and just yeah. being downright mean and angry, and uh, sometimes dangerous. Um, yes, right,
0: right. So, so, how did you get through yours? How did you did some? Was it a slow transformation? Was it something like you hit rock bottom and you got like, all right, that's it? Or did how did that? So I got
1: through you? the ending. Um, I I basically made the decision just like that but I had been boring mm. the life out of all of my friends for many years before with I don't know if I should be here <laughs> what if I do if I go do I love him anymore all of that but once I made the decision that was yeah. it and I basically said to him I can't do this anymore we're over and he knew in that moment it was true because I'd said it many times before but in that moment I was very firm and he knew that that that's what was happening Mm. afterwards I did a lot of therapy. (laughs) So I went to, um, Mm. uh, which is smart. You know, I can't be a psychologist with such huge wounds. I need to work on them. Otherwise I'm going to be triggered all over the place Mm. by my clients. And that is not fair. And uh, I'm definitely not going to sit there and whinge to my clients about what's going on inside of me. I had to hold that in and hold it in very tightly So um, that was really stressful, you know, when I had clients who were going through what I was going Mm -hmm. through. So I had to do the work and I did workshops. And when I did the coaching, you know, a lot of the coaching, you become a coach by practicing different techniques. So that really helped me as well. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot of support and uh, it completely transformed who I was.
0: Mm. That's awesome. Mm. Yeah, it did for me too um So yeah, I mean, divorce can it is definitely life changing. It depends on how it's going to change your life, right? Whether it's going to mm-hmm. make it worse or it's going to make it better. But I think it's each person has to make that decision of whether you're going to have a better life or you're yes. going to go downhill. Mine went downhill yes. for a while there until I was like, okay, I can't handle this anymore. Like I had. I I had to take control and Mm. I had to do
1: something. And I think that's the case for everybody. It's always going to be worse, especially in the first few months. You know, you've got to separate your stuff and sort out the kids and the money and your bank accounts. And, oh, my Mm -hmm. God, it's completely overwhelming. But once you start to sort through all of that, that's when things start to ease off.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about
0: boundaries which is Mm. so important um because a lot of times I think we don't have boundaries when we first start out and then you're trying to learn what your own personal boundaries and the boundaries with your ex and the kids and it's that can be overwhelming too so
1: for those of you who don't Mm. know what boundaries are boundaries are really about you keeping your energy and yourself to you not giving yourself away to everyone not saying yes when you mean no Mm. or no when you mean yes Being true to yourself and without having clear boundaries. So people lack boundaries when they are really people pleasing or they're acting out of fear or they just really don't know who they are or what they want. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to actually know what you want so that you can set those clear boundaries. And when you don't have good boundaries, people will walk all over you. So when when I hear someone mm-hmm. say, oh, my God, my ex is just walking all over me, they always get what they want, I'm like, red flag, we need to work on boundaries right now. And as a really yeah. good example of that, I had no boundaries with my ex when we first separated, and I was constantly trying to please him because I didn't want him to be angry with me for anything. And I would try to mm-hmm. uh, work out the the, the child-swapping so that it was easier for him. And every time I changed the plan to make it easier, it backfired and it ended up in this shitstorm. And I was like, oh my God, I'm just trying to make it easier. It took me a good 12 months to realize that I was making a mess of this. Just leave things as they are. I don't need to make things easier for him. If he wanted it to be easier, he would ask me. It was such a relief to not have to do that. Um, And, of course, I was thinking in my mind I was making it easier for the kids too, but it wasn't because then we were both angry and upset, so that's in no way easier for the kids. So when I backed off and stopped trying to make life easier, which he saw as me controlling probably, then. Things got easier. That's just a very simple example. Um, Boundaries can also be about um, when you're going through the settlement. You know, a lot of people at this point go through Mm -hmm. this feeling of, well, I'm just going to um, let him or her have everything because I can't deal with this. That's going to lead to a world of pain later on when the resentment builds up. So it's very very important yes. to um set really clear boundaries around that at that point as well yeah and i think with um
0: setting boundaries it also means that you're putting yes
1: 100
0: and that's not selfish yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> especially for women like we feel like if we put ourselves first that we are being selfish mm-hmm. and it's not i mean actually the you you put yourself first. You're taking yeah. care of yourself. You're loving yourself. And obviously, you're able to provide more love and attention to to your children and to your other relationships. So I think it's that was something that took me a while to, to learn. A yeah. few
1: years, probably. Uh, because as women, <laughs> we're kind of programmed to put everyone else first. Put our children first, our partner first, our parents first, our friends, our jobs, blah, blah, blah. And we just get so diminished. Mm -hmm. And when we're diminished, how can we be our best self? How can we be happy and vibrant and fun? And, you know, that's what people Mm -hmm. enjoy about us. Mm -hmm. It's not this, uh, exhausted people pleaser. And it can be, it can be healed. It can be shifted really quickly once we start to learn about it and learn about ourselves.
0: Yeah. So true. And you're right. It can be healed. There is hope. Um, kind of going back to why people stay in unhappy relationships, I think that also they don't want to have to go through like all that no. stuff that we were just talking about. So then they stay in it because that seems like it's easier, but then you're just slowly dying.
1: Yeah, inside, really. absolutely. I was having nightmares about my, my bedroom mm-hmm. coming in on me attacking me to kill, kill me. And I thought wow. my husband was, well, like, I thought it was a warning. And then I realized, um, oh, this is me. Mm. I'm killing myself by staying here.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Right.
1: And in regards to the
0: kids too, I think, um, you know, it teaches children that you can go through you, uh, just because you go into a relationship, that doesn't mean that you have to stay in that relationship, especially mm. if you're unhappy. So, I do think like some, a lot of people stay in it for the kids, but you're also teaching the children that it's okay to stay in an unhappy relationship. And you don't want your children to be in an unhappy relationship no, in, in their right. future. And
1: then they're learning unhealthy ways yeah. of managing relationship as well. Um, you know, if both of you right. have done what you can and it's, it's not working, then you know your time in that relationship Mm -hmm. is done you've got what you needed out of that relationship why should you suffer for the rest of your life right and
0: I mean there is such a thing as a good divorce I mean I actually had a, a pretty decent divorce um so and and sometimes it's a lot it's not as bad as like what you make up in your mind like oh my gosh we're gonna have to like and sometimes it's it's a little surprising what the other person will do and not do like, oh gosh, this isn't so bad. And I think if you go into it with a good mindset of like, okay, I'm going to do the best that I can, despite what the other person is going to do. I think we talked about, or not um, what we're going to talk Mm -hmm. about, about anger and resentment, what to do about anger and resentment and how it really hurts
1: you more than right so there's this beautiful definition of resentment that i love which is uh resentment is like swallowing a poisonous pill and expecting your enemies to die i think that was nelson mandela who said that yeah and it's so true because anger Mm -hmm. you know when you Mm -hmm. feel it in your body excuse me you know you can feel that tension in your Mm -hmm. guts your shoulders your back your head yeah that's hurting you that's not hurting your your ex or anyone mm-hmm. else they don't know they don't give a crap about how you're feeling they might get a little simple pleasure out right. of you feeling awful unfortunately mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it definitely hurts you and yeah excuse me again <clears throat> it can make you um get that water get sorry yeah get your water, get your <laughs> water. Get your um water. it can really <laughs> make you sick physically and emotionally sick and um I have many techniques that I can use to help people with anger. However, what what people, mm-hmm. listeners can do right now is, not right now, after our interview, is grab a pen and paper and write from that space of mm-hmm. anger. You know, if it's to their ex, they can just, like, go to town, dear, whoever you are, F you and blah, 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 like just really <laughs> let it out and then rip it up or burn it. Um, they can do yeah. some professional work on it. But really fit. Digging deep in and like, why am I so angry? What is it about this person that is leading me to feel like I'm losing mm-hmm. my mind? And why am I giving them all this power? Because there's a lot of energy in anger, right. and when you when you are angry, you're actually giving them power and giving them control. Right.
0: Well, and you're also carrying that oh, yes. to your
1: next relationship,
0: which <laughs> no, you don't want. That God no.
1: <laughs> yes that's part of the reason I started this isn't it seeing all those angry bitter men who were like all women are this and I was like yeah why are you dating then if that's what you think geez get away from me yeah (laughs)
0: yeah and you mentioned earlier um after your divorce how you started dating and how So this comes up a lot on this show about like going from divorce goes right into dating instead of Mm -hmm. taking that time for yourself to do the work, which it'll, even if you took, even if it took a few years to do the work, it's so worth it because otherwise you'll go into one relationship out of another and in and out and that's exhausting in itself, which is going to cause more emotional damage for you. So that was one of the greatest gifts that I did is just taking a little time for myself um, to do the work. And and I think there's I mean, not that you couldn't do it in the relationship, but there's something different about when it's just just you and you're not having to. Consult with anybody else. It's just you yourself and you and you're you can spend that time to go therapy, you can do journaling, you can do meditation, and it's such
1: a such a valuable time. It's so freeing to go to bed when you want to go to bed, to make whatever you want for dinner, to have cheese on (laughs) toast if you want to, to go and visit your friends when you feel like it. (laughs) To be on the phone playing games when you feel like it without anybody saying, What are you doing? Come and spend time with me. You know, and it's really lovely to be able to have that bit of time to figure out what you actually Mm -hmm. like, who you are, because it's really hard to do that when there's somebody else there. Uh, So, and the other thing Mm. is, if if you don't know who you are, you're going to keep on attracting the wrong type of people because relationships are here to teach us. And as soon as I got super clear on what I wanted and I really actually loved myself and who I was like, I really felt that power like wow I've become a different person I am so ready to meet the man mm-hmm. of my dreams one week later I met him and we've been married now for over four years wow yeah. oh
0: good for yeah. you oh my thank gosh, thank you that is so awesome but you know like you said too um, through your your previous marriage you completely mm. lost yourself and so, it, I think it does take time to to get reconnected with who you are, and like you said, figure out what you want and who you are, yeah, what you like, what you don't sure. like.
1: I think you know. Yeah. I I, mm-hmm. I dated another person for a couple of years in between my marriage, my first marriage, and my second marriage, mm-hmm. and he was all wrong for him for me. He was a lovely guy, but he was all wrong for me, mm-hmm. and I was extremely drained from that relationship. Um. And after we broke up, some of my friends said, oh, my gosh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for for doing (laughs) that because he was not right for you. And I couldn't see it because I wasn't right within me. And it was only afterwards that I went, "Mm -hmm. okay, I get it now. And it was my kids that really uh, saved me because my kids were, at the time, uh, around 10 and 12. And... They were very verbal about the fact that they did not want this relationship to to happen. And in the end, I thought, you know what? I'm going to lose my kids. They're going to go live with their father if I live with this guy. So I ended it. Mm
0: -hmm. Wow. So, yeah, sometimes they can see that
1: um, and you can't because you're in it. And they both love my husband now. So that's a real testimony to how intuitive they are and um they're amazing kids. <laughs> Who are now twenty and twenty two. They're not kids anymore. <laughs> ah.
0: I, know. I know, like they're all, they also like mine are twenty, twenty five, and thirty. And <laughs> just like yeah. kids to <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, you were talking about what to do about anger and resentment. So one of the things you can yeah. do is actually write about it, which I think is is, Great! I love journaling. Um, Journaling got me through a lot. Like sometimes, it was yes, like,
1: oh absolutely.
0: <laughs> but I was, I always felt so much better when I got yeah. to like, oh gosh,
1: yes, like, because it really helps with yeah. that clarity. Sometimes just as good. That's as right, and it helps you get really yeah. clear about what's going mm-hmm. on when you think about it. Our thoughts can be all over the place, and mm-hmm. we um, get distracted by things. But when you write, you're super focused and Writing with a pen, pen rather than a yes. keyboard is much better, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, is it yes. ever good to be angry? <laughs> if you've been in a controlled <laughs> or abusive relationship, um, mm-hmm. then there's probably, a, you know, while you're mm-hmm. in that relationship, anger can be there. But often it's fear and you've been pushed down and you become like a shell mm-hmm. of who you really are. So in those cases, anger can be like a um, a spark that you need to get you going again, to get you moving, to get you powerful, and to say, I'm not going to put up with this bullshit anymore. And that's when anger is really like, yeah, ah, yes, I've got this. I'm going to do this and fuck you and you know all of that sort of yeah. stuff. So yeah. <laughs> anger is definitely needed after those kind of relationships. Um, sometimes if the court process is awful and your partner is being very manipulative anger can help you get through that too, but to a certain state, because you don't want to become that angry mm-hmm. controlling person. Who's really set on something because that can just drag out the legal process for years. And nobody yeah. wants that.
0: Yeah. Anger can be very motivating <clears throat> for me,
1: you know, it's mm-hmm. like,
0: oh yeah, it'll get you to move. And, and I think that's, that's key is to um, to sit with any emotions that come across. Cause as you're going through, separation a breakup a divorce you're going to experience all sorts of different emotions and it's so common for us to like okay let me just push that aside even like anger or depression it's like if you feel sad feel sad mm-hmm. If feel if you're angry angry if you're happy and you maybe like shouldn't be happy just yeah. be happy like it's okay to just let it kind of flow through and I think for me, you know, it's like I going through divorce, and then my brother passed away, huh. and my dog died, yeah. and my cat died, and like everything was dying. Um, but one of the things, one of the greatest gifts I gave to myself was allowing me to experience whatever yeah. I was going through, and to not push it away, not to not push it away because it was <laughs> as a people pleaser, I was always like, well, let me just be happy, and like I want to make sure, and I was like, you know what, I'm not yeah. happy. So. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so so good to experience all those emotions. um There were days where it was it would take me days to kind of yeah. get through something, and I had to be yeah. okay with that instead of trying to like hurry and get through it um and i and I'm glad i I did that because it allowed myself to to grieve. Um, and cause in the past I didn't do that before. I never really gave myself mm. the gift of grieving. Um, and I think that's like for people that are going through separation, divorce, that they don't look at it as a yeah. loss. It's yeah. a loss. Like you should actually pay attention to it. Right. Because, um, it can resurface later, Absolutely. as you know, right. Like any, if you experience, <laughs> I mean, we're going to experience losses in life. Yep. That's just so. part of life. Right. So, if you have another loss in life, and then if you didn't go through that grieving process, it's going to bubble back up to the surface and it's going to make Absolutely. it even more
1: difficult. And now I have a tickle in my throat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 you poor thing. <laughs> I, you poor thing. I did, I know. And It only happens when you're on in Instagram Live. So <laughs> it's totally okay. <clears throat> um, does anybody have questions? I think I had, I showed one question here. Oh, and then, um, your one client, I was going to see if she
1: might be Deb. on here. What
0: was her name?
1: Deb. Yeah.
0: Oh, Deb, Deb, are you on here? Because I think she's going to join us. But I don't know if she's, if she joined us or not. Because if she is, then we could, uh, we could bring her on in. If you are in here, Deb, say hi if you're in here. She might have had to, um, to head
1: off to work. Yeah.
0: So...
1: <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, there she is. Oh, Deb. Okay. So Deb, click on the um, a request to join. Let's see here and then I can bring you up if if you don't mind Deb. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, um let me see if I can add her here just just a sec. Oh there she is. I'm gonna invite you. Need to... oh, oh it says you need the latest version of Instagram oh. to join. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's all right. <laughs> yeah good, that's okay. Um, so does anyone have questions? What do you think is the best way to Like if you're if you're going through a breakup and you're like totally in the dumps Mm. about the whole thing, what would you what what would be your like top
1: three things to do
0: to help you get out of that? First of all,
1: acknowledge that what you're going through is absolutely normal. You know you you are not alone in Mm -hmm. this. You are not um, crazy or anything else. You are, as you were saying going through a grieving process, and that is very, very important that you acknowledge yeah. that. If if you go through that phase of wanting to deny it or deny your emotions and turn to alcohol or drugs to um, help, it doesn't mm-hmm. help. It just prolongs mm-hmm. because you wake right. up in the morning, you're still in that same shitty position, and now you're hungover and you're however much dollars less, and you feel sick. It's not going to help ever. Mm -hmm. It never ever helps. So, um, allowing yourself to sit and cry and be there, and um, it's okay to do that. The other thing is, um, Mm -hmm. strangely enough, a lot of people won't like this: is um, look after your body. (laughs) So, diet and exercise actually makes a big difference. You know, there is so much evidence out there Mm -hmm. about you know what we put into our body and how that actually makes us feel emotionally. So if we turn to food, it won't help us as well because we'll just feel sick and, you know, unwell. Um, But exercise Mm -hmm. releases endorphins that make us feel good and it helps us to feel physically stronger, which also makes us feel emotionally stronger. When you look good, you feel good. But it's not about the way you look. It's really about just moving your body because uh, when we get, to that point where you just want to sit on the lounge and and hibernate, that can actually increase that sense of depression and being alone. Mm -hmm. So it's really important Mm -hmm. to get your body moving and get out there. Um, There's so many things, but I am going to say three is to get support. If you are really, really stuck and you don't know what step to take next, get support. It can be from friends, but be very mindful who you speak to. Some friends will Mm -hmm. tell you what you want Mm -hmm. to hear and not what you need to hear. So it can be from um, family, but same thing. But it can also be from a professional. And there are literally thousands Mm -hmm. of people around the world who are ready, willing and able to help. And so if you can't find anyone in your area, we have Zoom. So, um, you know... (laughs) <laughs> I've spoken to people all around the world, America, India, um yeah. London, England, you know, so all around the world and um Zoom is an amazing tool. And you know, what I've know. what I've seen around the world is that people respond to or react to their separation in the same way. We're all the same, men and women. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, the good thing with social media and Zoom, there's so many options mm. and so many ways mm. to get help, Yeah, which is great. So tell us about the two, uh, I was just looking at your website, Thank which you. is awesome. Um, the two programs you have is men power and women power. Yes. So
1: tell us about so that. So they, they are online programs where people can um, go through at their own pace and dig deep into uh, themselves and into their relationship. Um, The programs are fairly similar. However, they've been, uh, because as I mentioned earlier, I started off just working for men. So I designed the program for men. And then when I started working with women, Mm -hmm. I took that program and I adjusted it for women. And um, it doesn't matter what sexual orientation you are. You can choose whichever one you want to do. And Each module has a section for parents as well. Um, So if you're not a parent, you just skip past that Mm -hmm. part. But each section has a uh, parent section. And I've actually had some single people tell Mm -hmm. me that that was very valuable because if they end up dating someone with children, they've Mm -hmm. actually now got some tips on how to handle the whole blended family situation. So that was really lovely. Um, It's very practical as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we talk about goals and what do you want and a bit of a tick box. So... Mm -hmm it's, it's very, very detailed. Um, And uh, I've had lots of really great feedback from it. So I'm really proud of creating that, that tool. That's good. Yeah. Well, what do you think is the big difference between men and women going through separation? Women tend to get support from their friends. Men tend to be isolated. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of guys yeah. say, oh, I don't talk about this to anybody. And you know, I might be sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is, this is not a great session. You know, they're just offloading all the time. And then I, I ask them, what do they want? And they say, uh, what do they need? And they say, this is great. I have not spoken about this to anybody. I haven't had that opportunity. But women, they talk to their friends about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they don't have that same need to offload in that way. Um, and women—I don't know. I mean, both both people, both men and women, really do dig deep, you know, when the time is right, which is awesome. But I think it's that lack of support that men feel mm-hmm. that is the most obvious difference.
0: Yeah, someone just commented,
1: um, "Isolated in a roller coaster." Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, and how do you get
1: off that roller coaster? Well same way as before yeah definitely talking Talking to people yeah getting you know the exercise happening Mm -hmm. allowing yourself allowing yourself to be on that roller coaster you know without judging yourself for your emotions is really important as well yeah yeah
0: Yeah. I mean something I think for me because I was in that same boat I was on that Mm. the boat on the the roller coaster of emotions and i remember thinking like i woke up and i was like all right someone's got to mm. give like i gotta do something you know and that's seren- right the actually the serenity mm. prayer really mm. saved me um the god me the serenity to accept the things i cannot change the courage to change the things that I, that i can yeah. and the wisdom to know the difference and it really was like okay wendy what are you going to do because it's so easy to keep pointing the finger and like, well, this is the situation and feeling sorry for yourself. And eventually so, like, okay, Absolutely. well got to do Definitely. something, you know, it's like somehow some way you've got to change your life and you have to take responsibility to try to do something. And sometimes so, it's just
1: little tweaks, yeah. like um, the way you think about yourself and your situation that mm-hmm. can take you out of being in that victim mode to your creator mode. And, you know, when you go through a separation we are right. all bound to be victim at some point because it's a shitty situation and you know, yes. we're allowed to feel sorry for ourselves mm-hmm. up to a certain point and then it gets boring and we yeah. don't like it anymore <laughs> and we want to take charge and it's like, okay. And I guess that's where, where we go, yes. right, what can I do? And that's when people tend to um, look for professional support because they're like, I can't do this anymore. I need to mm-hmm. get out of this headspace. Right. I don't like right. who I am. And I I don't know how to take the Mm -hmm. next step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's see.
0: It's almost like an on and off depression every other week that you don't have Mm -hmm. your kid. Oh, yes.
1: That's really hard. Mm -hmm. That actually does get better. The more you get to know yourself, Mm -hmm. the more you start to do things for yourself and stop living your life for your children. Your kids want you to be happy. I promise you, the Mm -hmm. happier you are, the happier your kids are. So if your kids know that you're at home feeling awful without them, that actually is not good for them. Mm-hmm. But when they know that oh okay, mum and right. dad are, are doing their own thing and they're enjoying their time and it's not like bragging about how perfect my life is without you. but it's like saying, you know you know what guys? Right. I am okay. <laughs> I, I can do this. And so yeah. I used to spend that week without the kids um, doing things for me so I would go exercise more or I would arrange coffees with the girls or go out for dinner with a girlfriend, or that's when I would do my dating. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I never did it when they were around. Um, So I started to treat that time as my time for me. And it it took a while to enjoy it and get used to it. But then I was like, okay, I can do this. The kids are safe. I'm talking to them and blah, blah, blah. So that part was tricky, but you can get through it. Yeah, and it gives you a chance to try new
0: things. Kind of going back to what we were saying before, like learning what you like and don't like. It's like, try different stuff. You're like, why not? And use that time when you have, you know, with yourself to go do different things. And that was one thing, um, you know, last year I took off in an RV by myself, um, which was awesome. And one of my greatest fears before I did it was the fear of being lonely. But... It was not Uh, the case. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh my
1: God, I love
0: that. Yes. Yeah. But, and you know, there is a difference between being alone and lonely. And I mean, one of my greatest memories of that, of taking that trip was actually just, I can even remember it now. um, I was in, where was I? Oh my gosh, Nevada, I think. Anyways. Like grilling burgers and having a glass of wine and I'm just hanging out with me, myself and I, and it was awesome. So I think, I think people will be surprised at how much they will enjoy hanging out with themselves if they will go and do things. Like if you're going to stay on the couch doing the same thing mm-hmm. you've done, of course, yeah. you're going to get lonely. Like go do things, put some energy out there. And I think it's about being proactive oh, yes. instead of reactive. I mean, through the entire separation process. Right. And then even afterwards, like you've got to really put yourself first without feeling Mm -hmm. guilty about that. And, and, and to me, I think it's such an exciting way to design a new life. Like it's, like balls That's in your court, right. you
1: know, I, mean, yeah. I think it's you so know, much fun. You have time to yeah. think about, mm-hmm. you know, what do I want? What, and sometimes it can be fun to think about when I yeah. was a kid, what did I used to like to do? Did you used to like reading? Did you used to like painting? Yeah. Did you used to like playing in the mm-hmm. dirt? You know, I don't know. What is it that you used to like to do that you gave up when you became an adult and go back to it. You know, I, I started yes. um, doing some art and stuff, which was so much fun. And the time without the children there means time for you. So you have now uninterrupted time to sit, mm-hmm. run a bath, have a glass of wine, read a book. That's amazing. That is a gift. Yeah. And so if you can start to see that time as a gift for you rather than um, a traumatic experience, mm-hmm. that will help ease, ease, ease yeah. your, um, your heartbreak. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone made a comment.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been hanging out with myself for nine
1: years. Mm, it's nine years. Yeah, nine years this? is a long okay. time. Um, and if it's tough, then that mm. tells me that that person is probably ready to date, maybe. Maybe there's some fear um it can be really tricky so what I would say to I didn't see who that who said that but what I would say to anyone who is ready to date is to write Mm -hmm. out exactly what you want in a relationship and make it about giving and receiving so it's Mm -hmm. not all about you wanting 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 but that has to be there and then also about what you're ready to give in that relationship so Mm -hmm. I'm ready to give my love I'm ready Mm -hmm. to support my new partner Um, I'm looking forward to this and to that, like feel the emotion of what it's like to be in a beautiful and loving relationship. If there's still fear around that, I would (laughs) highly recommend seeing a professional to help you uh, release that fear and work on it. Because I can assure you, there are still lots of amazing single people out there who are also ready and willing to date, but there's a lot of fear around being in relationships um, you know, if you're happy being mm-hmm. single, then this conversation is relevant But if you're ready, be ready. <laughs> you know, present yourself like you you yeah. want to be. You know, date. Yeah. don't um don't you know, kind of wander around like, a, oh, I'm I'm really horrible and and sad. And you know, dress like you're ready to be in a relationship. Go out like you're ready to be in a relationship. You know, shift your mindset so that you yeah. are available energetically, because people can see that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, one, one of the things that I did um,
0: after my divorce was to really step into the, the person that yes. I wanted to become. I didn't wait until all those things lined up. And then I was like, okay, now I'm her. I was like, I'm going to start acting yes. like her now. Like, how does she dress? What does she do in the mornings? How does she work out? What does she eat? And so I'm always telling people, like, act as this. So, like, you act as the person that you would want to be in the relationship. And, I mean, mm. energy, as you know, is so powerful. And so what you put out there Absolutely. is going to come back to you. But if you're, you still have that wall up in front of you, then you're not yep. going to let anybody Perfect.
1: in. Yeah. We have to be happy yeah. within who we are to okay. attract a really good relationship. Otherwise, we're just tra- attracting someone from our wounds, mm. someone to fill the gap. And if you attract someone to fill the gap, yeah. when that gap's filled, then what? <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I always think of it as like um, a cake. A cake with icing is great on its own, but like you add the sprinkles and that just makes it a little bit more colorful. So I always think of like that other person is like the sprinkles. Like I could do without the sprinkles. I can still yes. have a yummy cake, right? But the sprinkles Absolutely. make it a little I, bit better. I think of yeah.
1: it as... Um, I want you in my life, but I don't need you. And you know, if you come into yes. a relationship, a new yeah. relationships like I need this, yeah. that that gives out a desperate kind of energy. And that's not, not nice. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So when you just you want someone.
0: Yeah. I am yeah.
1: complete. You know, this whole crap about mm-hmm. um you complete me, ah. <laughs> <laughs> This kind of, you know, movie romantic stuff has really tainted the way people look at relationships. Um, We shouldn't need somebody else to complete us. You are already a complete human, exactly how you are right now. And when you believe that, that's when you will have a beautiful new relationship.
0: Yeah, I totally
1: agree. You've been so cute. It's been great talking to you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, tell everyone where okay, so are. Okay, so I am available on all the socials. I've even just started a TikTok, which I have to say is fun and I'm a little bit addicted to <laughs> um, yeah, it. Yeah, I have fun, quite yeah. an unusual name. So I'm easy to find uh, Leanne Kanzler um, on Instagram um, under the transformational breakup. Um, if you want to reach out and have a, a chat to me about how I can potentially help you, very happy to, uh, you know, you can arrange an appointment on my website, which is just www.leanncansler.com. Most of your listeners are probably in America. So if my time frame does not suit your time frame, please send me a private message and I will uh, arrange that with you. So don't worry about, oh, my calendar, I'm not going to meet you at four o'clock in the morning. I would not expect that of anybody. Um, We can adjust (laughs) our time frame. So no problem. Um, so yeah, I'd love to, to connect to, to people. I love talking to people about where they're they're at and I really love seeing the breakthroughs that they have. Um, you know, just like with Deb who was going to come on and, and talk to us. Um, she is yeah. an amazing lady who, um, ah, you know, when we first met, she went from, from really feeling quite stuck and a bit trapped with her ex and where she was and, in a very mm. short period of time she has really connected to her soul and to her light and um mm. ah that's why i wanted her to, to come on because her transformation has been beautiful to to be a part of yeah
0: yeah and i think you know it's just a matter of being patient with yourself and being mm-hmm. patient with the process and you just have to yeah. go through it just once you go through it it's like i know Ooh.
1: <laughs> here I am yay <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. thanks Wendy to
0: you and your guests for putting uh, on. So, oh yes you're thank you so welcome. thank you for joining and I'm so glad um, I'm, hopefully we were able to help you and thanks for all Beautiful. your comments all right thanks everyone and thank you Leanne. thank you thank, thank you, you Leanne <laughs> it'd be nice if I could talk to
1: <laughs> you're doing great <laughs> Wendy you're doing great <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Bye, Bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Before we part ways, just a few quick reminders of how you and I can connect outside of this fabulous show. Number one, join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy. Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to the midlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my Midlife Makeover Method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four-week online course presented by your hostess of the Midlife Mostis. You will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.